0: Welcome to Backroom Beauty Talks. My name is Misty Jane, and I am a money coach for hairstylists. I help self-motivated stylists get their financial shit together, creating healthy relationships with money, opening up more options for the future, and eliminating that paycheck-to-paycheck life. I created Backroom Beauty Talks because I wanted to bring real, raw, and unedited conversations to you, uplifting the beauty industry one stylist at a time. Hello there, friends. Welcome back. If you are a longtime listener, then you already know the human that I am about to chat with. Haley, the resilient hairdresser on Instagram, is absolutely always one of my favorite conversations because she is a hairstylist turned therapist turned back hairstylist and is now a coach for stylists so she helps stylists deal with burnout boundaries all of the things and i just love that she has a background in therapy because our conversations always take such an amazing direction And it's not always beneficial just behind the chair, but also within your life in general. So today I actually had somebody reach out to me and give me a topic idea, and it just so happened that Haley and I had already had this scheduled, so we rolled with the topic. I loved this. If you are listening and you have another topic idea that you would like me to dive into, me and Haley to dive into, me and another guest to dive into, whatever, please, please, please DM me. You can DM me at underscore Misty Jane underscore, or you can DM me at Backroom Beauty Talks. Both of those are on Instagram. I would absolutely, absolutely love getting more um, feedback on what you really want to hear. Um, there is no question or concern or anything that. Um, we could talk about that is too stupid or too, uh, I don't know, there's no stupid questions. I really do believe that. So if there is literally anything that you would love for us to dive into, please, please, please DM me, throw the topic at me. Like I said, this episode was a great example of that Um, and enjoy. Hi Haley.
1: Hi, Mister.
0: <laughs> you are always one of my favorite people to talk to. <laughs> Back at you there. Um, just so you know, so my clients who are not in the beauty industry, anytime they are interested in listening to the podcast, the, our last episode, which I do not remember what it is called, is always <laughs> the one that I send them and they love it. They oh,
1: love it. I'm flattered. Why is that the one you send?
0: I think because we covered so many different topics, I, like, you know, we talked about, I mean, I remember talking about like, you know, how I tell my son to be proud of himself and not like that, you know, I'm proud of him, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just all the, mm-hmm. we always go so many different directions. Yeah, and I, I remember
1: think it was therapy, heavy chat, that one, as in, yes. I I really got into um, my therapy mindset where I was like, oh, that's about that. And that's about that. Yeah, yeah. But that's
0: what I love (laughs) because I think that that is important and you give such a more insightful perspective on Mm. so many different topics. And that is my shit.
1: (laughs) I appreciate that. I hope I bring it today. (laughs) So Okay. So we actually
0: have a, um, somebody sent me a DM And gave me an episode idea. And I thought this would be perfect for us to talk about and super beneficial for anyone. Um, So Lupita, she is hair underscore flow 03. She says she um, wanted us to chat about making friends with clients. It's such a slippery slope. And there are many I have, but I just don't ever cross the line in fear of being taken advantage of. Uh, and how is this not like the most perfect topic for us? <laughs>
1: <laughs> We've had a brief conversation about this in the past somewhere. Like, I don't know where we had that conversation, but I know that we di- I, We disagreed at the time.
0: So I don't remember that conversation. I so don't.
1: I remember the conversation, but I have no idea where it was. I All don't right. think it was recorded anywhere. Probably not.
0: So, okay. So, let's see. Being friends with your clients. So, this one is a hard one. I agree. And at the end of the day, I do think it comes down to boundaries. Fully. So, I have clients, I have a lot of family members. Mm. um, Well, not so much anymore since I'm down to one day a week, but I used to do a lot of my family. um, And I have friends that I do their hair still. And I have clients that have become. Somewhat friends. There's not, there's only like maybe one or two clients that I will go out and have drinks with. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do, I've grown up where I do hair. So I know a lot of people that sit in my chair. For me, it comes down to boundaries. Like my, my clients, even if they're friends or family, know that I a hundred percent in business behind the chair, not saying that we can't talk about, Things Not saying we can't go a little deeper about things, but they know that they're getting charged full price. I'm not coming in early. I'm not coming in late. Like they don't get special treatment. I do my mother's hair. I, she pays full price. Mm-hmm. He doesn't get special treatment. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that there is a way to set your boundaries and still have outside relationships with your clients. Do you agree or disagree?
1: some somewhere in the middle (laughs) i agree and i disagree um i agree in that idealistic world that that sounds wonderful i think the problem where that you know that's working for you which is lovely um i can see how that would be a problem for other people in the fact that um they might find it hard to put their boundaries in but also you can only do your 50 percent of that you know some people uh clients that they like like the, the clients that they're friendly with it might be confusing for them mm. you know, like you might be very clear and work now drinks then but for them it might all start to blend and then you've got a problem on your hands do you know what I mean if you yeah I, I think that's where the problem is but I'll tell you what I think the biggest problem with this uh clients friends debate is for me and I lived and breathed this a few times is this what I noticed that I did when I worked on my own so not in a salon so when I was kind of like mobile or in a home salon or whatever you know but working on my own in my own space I started to lean on my clients Uh, I would word it in this way now I started to lean on my clients for my social needs Uh, that's how I look at it Um, but what that means is I just used to chat all day with the women in my chair about whatever was in my mind. So whatever I usually would have talked to my friends about, I'd already talked about it. And so, and then when my friends wanted to talk to me, say at the end of the day, I wasn't so inclined to do it because I'd done my chat. I was like, I'm talked out. I'm not really interested now. And what I noticed that I did, and this was in hindsight, I noticed it. I put all my social energy into my clients, and I didn't have any left for my friends. And I'd sort of let my friendships—I didn't let them die, but they—I didn't I wasn't putting the energy into them that mm-hmm. I could have. Um, and that when this when this really came and hit me in the face was that I really thought I was good friends with some of these people. I spoke to them like i speak to my best friends you know whatever was going on was what we were talking about and when you're in this private room where no one else is listening you can talk about anything you want and then i quit hairdressing because my back went for the millionth time but this was one of the first times and i quit hairdressing uh, and i didn't go for a coffee with anyone mm. they were gone and not in a mean way they weren't gone like whatever it's just that they made time in their lives for me as their hairdresser not as their friend whereas i'd put all my energy that should have gone into my friends in them so i really missed them yeah and they didn't miss me they missed having their hair done with me uh, but they left a bigger gap in my life than i left in theirs yes does that make sense
0: yeah 100% i think i think it's important to separate the two mentally like if that makes sense so like like I mean I can talk to my clients about stuff but I never go deep anymore I used to now you did
1: last yeah. time we had this conversation you used the words I like to go deep well well
0: let's let's say that I like to go deep I do but not necessarily through, of me of my life I still like to go deep. I don't want to just sit and talk. Well, I do like to talk about Euphoria. It's a great show. Um, <laughs> but I don't want to just sit and talk about shows. Like I do like to go deep, but I like, it's almost like coaching them rather than me speaking about what I need to speak about, if that makes sense. And it, yeah. now if they ask me a question, I will answer, but I try to answer and then move on to, well, what do you think? You know what I mean? Because I, first of all, I, as a client, don't want to sit in somebody's chair and have the stylist dump their life on me. No, you know, so I have to remind myself of that because don't get me wrong. I can make it about me quick, like, <laughs> you know? but I have to That's stop. To and re- yeah, I have to stop and remind myself it's not about me. They're here. So yeah. they feel good and they want to be heard and they want to be seen. So, so I do like to go deep, but not necessarily like my shit. Like, I don't necessarily want to dump my shit on them. I want them to dump their shit. And I don't even want to say dump their shit on me. I want them to get it out of them if yeah. they are feel comfortable. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. You want it to be a client-led conversation.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly.
0: But I think that, that um, you know, learning to kind of separate it and just listen and not try and fix it is what didn't deplete my energy as much as it used to. Because before yeah. they would talk, and then I would, in my mind, I would have to like give them a resolution. Yeah. Where now I've realized, and I think bored. conversations with you and my coach have helped a ton. Now it's like, now it's just more about holding space and listening to what they have to say. And that's it rather than trying to fix something. Cause that's where all the energy gets sucked out of you. Oh yeah.
1: I mean, and imagine what I was like, I mean, I can't remember how many years ago it was now, but let's say 10 years ago when I was training to be a therapist and I was behind the chair, Mm-hmm. Ooh, this that's a funny storm that because I was all in you know I was really interested in solving everyone's problems and I had these like sitting ducks in my chair every day but then also people would be like I remember someone literally came in one day sat in my chair and was like have oh, been waiting for this yes but then just started talking about their marriage and I was like oh you've not been waiting for your highlights you <laughs> right free free therapy yeah and like I couldn't close it down to move it on to hair. Like it was like thirty minutes before I was like, "What are we doing today?" Right. And, and I just thought, "I haven't got time for this." Well, then that- you <laughs> got very blurry about them.
0: Well, do you? I was going to say. So, how did you turn it around? Like, do because I feel like at the end of the day, it comes down to boundaries.
1: Yeah, I'll exa- I'll tell you exactly what happened. This is when I quit hair, uh, and I decided to go full time as a therapist. Um, and those clients that I thought were my friends weren't you know and so I found myself so I worked as a therapist uh, and then when I did eventually go back into hairdressing I came back in with a whole different mindset a whole new clientele that I could really carve out for myself and so in the last period that I was a hairdresser Things were good. And I'd really learned all my lessons in the main, you know, uh, humans still. But in the main, I came back with a very different mindset. And what's interesting is what I one of the things I hated about hairdressing back in the day was like what I just called like drivel chat, chit chat. Mm, yeah. so I remember that the X Factor, you have the X Factor over there, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it was massive over here. And I remember it was a 16 week lead up to Christmas. I knew that when X Factor started, it was 16 weeks of it. And I was like, oh my God, people have started talking about the X Factor. And that's when all that, you're going to talk about. For yeah, next- I don't watch it. I don't like it. And and I have nine people a day who want to talk about it. It was painful. And at this time I was like, I'm sick of hairdressing. It's trivial it's I'm deeper than this yeah I used to say I used to think stuff like that like you know I'm a really smart person I don't want to talk about expats all day and all this drivel and it was one of the things that drove me out of the industry and into therapy and I'll tell you what after being a therapist and talking all day about big stuff I am happy to talk about the expats now yeah I'll talk about Euphoria with you. I don't even watch it yet, but I keep hearing about it. You need to watch it. We'll talk about that when we get off here. (laughs) (laughs) All day long, I will talk about Netflix and stuff now because I've seen the opposite and that is hard work. Yeah. You know, it is, it is hard work. And so now when I will, I'm not hairdressing now, but when I was, I really had a sense of these are my clients and I'm friendly with these people and I care for these people. However, I don't go deep for them or for me. I will touch on it a little bit and I might signpost people. Yeah, yeah, you know, this is a good book. You, want to might, you might want to think about a counsellor. Oh, but you know, you take that off elsewhere because we're doing hair here. Yeah. Uh, and with all the love in the world, that's how I got. And I was like, nice handbag. Let's talk about Netflix. I'll talk about handbags with you for an hour. You know, I wanted to keep it light And I have other reasons for this as well, is that I think it's joyful for the clients to come in and have to be lightened. Right. No matter what. I don't mean talk at them, (laughs) but find a way to lighten someone because having your hair done is meant to be fun. Right. And I really started to think about it differently after being a therapist. I thought, People want to, they want to have a nice time when they're having their hair done.
0: Yeah. Well, it's interesting because I, I like to make people think, you know what I mean? Because that's what I like to do. You know what I mean? Like, I like, I love conversations with you. It makes me think of other things kind of very similar behind the chair. And I've never had a situation where it's been dark. Or like it's turned dark. You know what I mean? Like yeah. people are always leaving, going, you know, thank you. Or I'll get a text later. It's like, thank you for saying, like, I needed that. Or like, so I, it's always like, yes, I like to go deeper than normal. Um, but not in like a, I'm going to pull out all your trauma and then I'm going to send you on your way.
1: No. Not in that aspect. Yeah, me, 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 not even in the days when I was, you know, really passionate and training as a therapist for that Uh, but sometimes people will dump it yeah the same Uh, but I think I must have created an environment that that was okay right I think that was it you know I think I have to own my part in that in that people felt comfortable to do that right you know, and I know that your uh, Lupita is asking the question saying, should we be friendly with clients? And, you know, you've got what we thought about it in one way. And then, you know, there's me <laughs> thinking about the dangers of this.
0: Well, I was going to say, let's turn it on like a more surface level. Like, okay. Yeah. They want to they get in. They want a yeah. price, a discount, things like that. Like that, that was yeah. going to be my next switch as well.
1: Because saying no to your friends all day is really hard. Yeah. You know what friends?
0: though it doesn't have to be and 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 maybe and I am saying this as someone who is very good with my boundaries so I yeah. know that it is harder for some people and I don't want to discount that um but I think sometimes when people hear boundaries they think that it has to be like a mean thing or it has to be you know and and I don't think that it does I think I've been in a point a, a position where I was much more um people pleasing And then had to switch stuff up. So for example, I'll use her as an example. There was a, again, I am, I do hair in the same city I grew up in. Half of my family, actually 75% of my family lives within five minutes. (laughs) I mean, we've hung out with the same friends forever. I do a lot of my friends' hair, like friends, like people I hang out with Mm -hmm. all the time, text every day, friends. And it was interesting when I started holding up to my boundaries, when I went out on my own, it was time. You know what I mean? It was like, yeah. okay, this isn't going to work. I have to stick with these things. And as long as for me, communicating in the right way was so much easier. So like, for example, I had a family friend who watched my son from time to time yeah. for free um, mm-hmm. because she wanted to. And I I would give her, she never asked for a discount, but I would give her a significant discount on her haircuts. Never asked for it. Okay. So once I went out on my own and realized I could not do this anymore, financially it just wasn't, I mean, I really shouldn't have been doing it when I was doing it, you know. And mm-hmm. I just said to her, you know, I appreciate you so much. I do have to start charging full price. I will be more than happy to pay you when you're watching De- you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And she stopped coming to me very, very nicely, you know, basically said it was too expensive in yeah. a very nice way. It wasn't a problem, it was fine. I will say like six months later, she got a couple of bad haircuts and she uh, did say <laughs> understands what she paid for. And yeah. I don't do just haircut onlys now. Um, so she was going to come back to me. Just wanted to throw that out there. But <laughs>
1: did she carry on mind in your song?
0: Uh, oh, yeah. She absolutely well, well, yes and no, because my mother in law ended up moving. She's one of my mother in law's best friends, and my mother in law moved back in town because she was had moved out of town prior. Um, Mm -hmm. so technically, not as much because now my mother in law takes him, but um, but she totally would, totally would. I mean, she's still at all the family things, and but but I think that it's important to communicate and not necessarily care, which is harder and easier said than done, Mm -hmm. what the person is going to feel because you have to communicate what it is that you need in the relationship. And, and for me, like everyone knows that like the salon is my business and I am going to treat it like my business, even like my very best friends still pay full price. They still buy products for full price. They like, I don't give them a product discount. They Mm -hmm. know that. And they also know that if I do not work for them that I am not going to be upset if they leave me. I never, ever, ever make them feel like, like they have to come to me because they're my friend. And I try to make that very, very clear all the time. Um, and it's been, it's gone a long way. You know, I, even, um, I have a friend who's a photographer and she would do our family pictures. I would never barter like never, like she literally, she would pay me the same amount as I would pay her for the pictures. But there's never confusion. Mm-hmm. Like here, you did my hair. Here's money. You took my pictures. Here's the same money. Yeah. But once yeah. you start getting into the bartering and like mm-hmm. that, it it just gets even if they're your friends, you know what I mean. Yeah. It just gets too confusing. So
1: I, think I mean, the thing is, is this you can only control yourself. Mm-hmm. You can't control how other people react, and you know you're gonna die trying. Um, it's exhausting. And the thing is with people pleasers is that we have, um, a very overdeveloped sense of responsibility for other people. Mm -hmm. And so we make a decision for ourselves and then figure out how to make that nice for everybody else. Mm -hmm. And that's the bit we've got to stop. You know, I mean, I literally was teaching this last night. Um, so it's quite fresh in my mind, but, you know, I just think that's the main thing. But I, I just think this, and what I'm thinking about Lapita is, and what she's asking is, she can do her bit, but she can't control if these friendly clients do theirs.
0: Yes. You know,
1: if they're confused, you can't do anything about that. You know, right. you will have to communicate really clearly. Yes. And that's, you know,
0: and, and that thought, can be the hardest part
1: all of this I say this a lot if your boundaries are wishy-washy you will get asked cheeky questions all the time mm-hmm. because people don't know what the rules are so they'll keep going can I come on a Sunday can you do me hair at eight o'clock at night they'll ask because they don't know yeah um you know <clears throat> but I think oh, starting out from scratch it's much easier to put your boundaries in but changing the culture like what you did and I did the same thing I messaged it's a lot harder kids. Oh, it's hard. You know, I messaged my friends, all my friends, one day, different messages, but it was essentially uh, discounts are no longer a thing. Yeah, and I understand that means you might not come anymore. Right. You know, uh, did you have have you ever had any real awkward situations when you've enforced your boundaries? Oh, for sure,
0: for sure. I had one in particular. That stands out. Um, so she came to me for years, years. I mean, like she was one of my first clients. Like I want to say she was probably with me for 15 years. And, um, I started realizing when I was in the suite that I, if somebody came in for a root touch up, I would give them a free blow dry, but it would take an extra 30 minutes, Mm -hmm. you know? And I was like, I got to charge for this. So I think I started charging like 25 extra, or 30 extra or something like that. Um, and I sent out an email. I, I'm very big about communicating constantly. Even I know some people say, well, if you change your price, you don't need to tell people. I just think it's a common courtesy personally. I do. Yeah. And I'm just a communicator. Like I'm an informer. That's just what I do. It makes me feel better. Well, you knew and now you're still here.
1: Yeah. And people look um, for things like hair.
0: Right, so this particular client would always go to the gym after, and she was the one that was always like, "Oh, you don't have to blow dry it," but I was like, "No, no, no, I want to." Okay, so she never even like wanted a blow dry. I gave her one anyway, and then <laughs> I decided to implement this extra charge. Now, yeah.
1: I knew that she oh, had just left her.
0: Hand. Yes, well, it was fine until I got the mean text, <laughs> and she had just. I-, I realized that it was a little bit of a personal thing. Like we talk about the reaction, right? Um, so she basically texted me and said, she didn't understand how I was going to charge more for, for, for no extra, like in her mind, she was getting it for free anyway. Why would I charge her?
1: Yeah. You know? Why are you taking it away?
0: Right, right. She didn't understand that I was actually giving it to her for free for so many years, Yeah, which was my fault you know, in that sense, but I really, and I was very bothered by it at first. And she did stop seeing me, which is fine. Um, but it, it definitely like triggered me, Mm -hmm. but then I really, again, like we can't control other people's reactions. Like I realized this woman had just lost her job. She had just like, there was so many factors in her life, this big life change that she was having Mm -hmm. that, that triggered her. Mm -hmm. So it is what it is she started going to someone down the hall cause I was in suites and she would always still say hi to me. Like, it wasn't like that. I mean, I found it a little awkward, but it was fine. Um, you know, and it, it just is what it is, you know? So yeah. I think that that's going to happen for sure. When I stop working Saturdays, other similar situations happened. Um, you know, and people, what is the quote that when you start enforcing your boundaries
1: Oh, the people that get upset are the ones who benefited from you not having any. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah.
0: But I think it's important to remember that one, it's okay if they leave you. Like when I came back one day a week, half of my family stopped, went to somewhere else. Yeah. And I'm fine with it. And maybe it was their way of of getting, like, they thought I was expensive anyway. And I think <laughs> yeah. a lot of times they were stuck with me just because they were my family.
1: Yeah. they gave You gave them an out.
0: Yeah. And, and which is fine because honestly, I don't love that any doing some of them.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I have a friend uh, and he has a rule that he won't do any of his friends or family's hair. Yeah. The friends one is hard. The friends one
0: is hard. I, the friends that I do now, I absolutely adore. I love them. I mean, I, I probably would do their hair for free if I had the time, just because I just, love them um but I have had lots of friends in the past who are legit friends I just didn't love doing their hair and I and I felt like they felt bad like there was even times where I don't feel like I made them fully happy but they stuck with me because they felt bad and didn't want to leave me as a friend
1: yeah so my friend does not want that dynamic in his life yeah. he's like no thank you I don't want to sit around worrying you didn't like your fringe I can't bear it it does his head in he's like I just don't want that between us so right, I'm right. just gonna take it away and he just won't do anyone yeah his friends see other people in the salon yeah like they're having their hair next to him with someone else and he's just like I want to be your friend also I remember what he said to me was I started to realize that I only saw some of my friends when they came for the haircut
0: mm-hmm. and I
1: didn't like that. Right. And so I thought that was really interesting that he did that. You well, know, I think that once, for him.
0: once a friendship is transactional, is it really a friendship?
1: Yeah. I think it certainly happened to me where I started to realize that some of my older friends, the only time I really saw them was when they were coming to get their roots done. Mm-hmm. And I was like, are we going to go for dinner? And it was like, but they were like, yeah, but we're just rolling it all in here, aren't we? And I'm like, no, I'm working. Right. We weren't having that conversation, but I was like, oh, this is not tons of fun for me. Right. Like I'm working, you know, I mean, it's fun enough, but not really. And they, it, they'd made it into, this is how I see Haley now. Mm-hmm. I have a chat, I catch up, she does my hair. Yeah. And, you know, and I did start to feel resentful. Yeah. with a few people about that um and so there's loads of way like this question that your guest that your um, your listener has asked is so multifaceted, isn't yes. it like so what would it, you
0: recommend would you recommend not doing any friends or family's hair
1: I think it's I I think I can't give a if I had to say if I had to say a black and white yes or no I think I'd lean towards no these days However, I don't really mean no. I think it's grey, and it depends on you. It depends on them. It depends on your setup. It depends on your feelings. My friend's feelings were hurt when his friends only came to see him for a haircut and they didn't hang out in the pub anymore. Like it hurt his feelings and he didn't want to have that. Uh, And I I remember feeling the same. And so you've got to manage your own feelings, haven't you? Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Well, and I think now what happens, let's, let's switch it a little bit. What happens if you have a client that you become friends with? Mm -hmm. So like I have one.
1: Yeah. Like I I imagine that's what this uh, Lapina is really talking about. Right.
0: Right. Yeah. So like I have this one and I've really, honestly, I mean, I've had a couple of clients where I've went to their house for various reasons, Yeah, you know, but I have one particular client who I still do to this day. Um, I did her hair yesterday. I saw her at the gym this morning. We go out and have drinks. I love her to death. Um, What does that look like?
1: Well, I think that was where most of my issues were, actually. Like my friend, in the latter part of my career, when I was hairdressing again, I did a lot of my friends and it was fine. Mm -hmm. I was good with my boundaries and they were well behaved, done. Um, It's in the earlier days where I'd been doing people's hair for 20 years. We built this friendship, but I think, in some ways, like I was saying before, I miss it more than they did when it was gone, mm-hmm. because it was a it was night it was eight hours of my day, and it was right. a couple of hours every couple of months to them. But for me, it was like I felt like I lost all my friends in one day. <laughs> um, however, I think slowly, slowly is that, isn't it? But I just I think. I think people have to decide for themselves, but I think if you're, if you're not great with your boundaries, this is gonna be hard. And, and I think it's the heartache that's the worst. Like more than anything, you know, I was sad, you know? However, I'll tell you this, one of my best friends, I met her through doing her hair and I don't do her hair anymore. We go on holiday, we go for drinks. She's one of my ride or dies. And I've I've known her now about 20 years. And I did her hair for about 15 of that. Mm -hmm. But I haven't done her hair since I quit. But no, it's probably no, I I only quit about 18 months ago. I did her hair right up until the end. Yeah. Uh, And she's got good boundaries. She's respectful. Uh, She's been with me since I had terrible boundaries, right through to having good ones. I was employed, self-employed, home. She followed me for 20 years. Uh, and now we just go on holidays together and out for drinks. Yeah. And I, I gave think, her I mean, a phone and said, whole, off you go.
0: This whole <laughs> I thought, conversation, I feel like it comes down to just solid communication and boundaries.
1: It all comes down to communication and boundaries, but also expectations. And I think, you know, the other side that I was bringing at the minute is, uh, at the beginning was, if you put all your energy in social, if you get all your social needs met through your clients, you won't have any energy left. For the chit chat with your friends, you're not going to build those relationships the same because you've got it all out there and you don't want to have those conversations twice. Yes. Do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly it's what you mean. That, and That's what I'm careful of. And, you know, like I had a, a therapy uh, supervisor who used to say, Do not get your needs met through your clients. Mm,
0: Yeah. Well, and it's interesting too, you know, because that that has been something that I have been working on. And and because when I stopped doing hair, I was no longer validated. Yeah. My validation was gone. And it's something, especially now that like my coaching business is like doing really well and running well. I mean, I filled my first year of lack of validation with busy work and now i'm there's a lot more sitting and the, there's a lot more like am i even doing a good job it's like no, you know what i mean and mm-hmm. um yeah it's super interesting because we don't realize that that's what we're getting out of it you walk into the salon somebody's excited to see you you make them feel beautiful they hand you money and then they leave and it's this validating yeah. awesome feeling and when it goes away Maybe somebody leaves you. Maybe you stop doing hair. Maybe you know whatever. Um, it you start to take it personal, mm-hmm. and I think that um, we have to separate that as well. Like like again, it's business at the end of the day.
1: And also, but what I think is we might have been getting. See, I call it strokes. You know, validation strokes is therapy word. Um, you're getting too many strokes at work. Like the balance was off, you hadn't figured out where to get the validation. You didn't need to get it in your personal life because you were getting it all at work. So, you when need to like, learn to
0: stroke yourself
1: exactly. That <laughs> <laughs> I can't get through my manager mood course without a pun about that. Yeah, <laughs> people are always like, Can I get strokes myself? Yes, <laughs> can. Um, but it's that you know, have you put all your eggs in one basket where you get your feel good from? Mm -hmm. You know, if you're getting it all from work, I spoke to hairdressers through the pandemic who were devastated. They didn't literally didn't know what to do with themselves. And we realized they were workaholics. They hadn't known they were workaholics. They hadn't known that they felt good at themselves through their work until it was Mm -hmm. taken away. You were on that conversation. Do you remember that?
0: Yes, that is actually a topic that we talked about in this last retreat I went to that, uh, who am I if I'm not serving someone? I know, and that's something I I don't... If I'm not useful. Yes, have you that watched Encanto? To to
1: think about Have you watched Encanto,
0: the new Disney movie?
1: No.
0: Well, you should. It's okay. very good. Like just watch it as a it on the list, Watch it as it. a grown adult. There's a song Piss. called Surface Pressure. You're
1: me today what about Bruno? That's that one, isn't it? Yes. So
0: there's a song called surface pressure that is literally like every mom in the world or every woman in the world is that's like their new theme song. And there's a line in it that says, Oh shit, now I'm going to forget it. Um, (laughs) but like, who am I, if I'm not of service essentially is, is, or I'm not worthy if I'm not of something, I don't remember the line. I can't sing it right now, but, and it's something that I've never thought about You know, I never like, and, and then it came up again on this past retreat. And it's like, it's so true. Like a lot of times, um, or relationships can feel conditional. Okay. So hairstylists, right. You think that you have this great relationship with someone, but at the end of the day, really they're coming in their hair done, They enjoy talking to you. They enjoy your time, but where are they when the salon is gone or where are they when, you know, I know I had one client who I loved, loved. Oh my God, my favorite. I mean, in my mind, she was never going anywhere. We were like the best. And for some reason, the moment I got pregnant, she just stopped coming to me. No explanation, no nothing. Just appointments canceled. That was it. Still don't know why. Still listening. No, day. I
1: mean, my brain goes into a million different reasons why that could be.
0: I mean, she might've just been bored with what I was doing. You know, I don't, who knows? Like, just been sad. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. I mean, but I, mean, I found but, it
1: difficult to be around pregnant people.
0: Right. I don't know. It was so strange. It was very, very strange. Um, and it, yeah, it's like, okay, so that was a conditional relationship that I mm-hmm. didn't realize. Yeah. You know, That's so I, I'll yeah, tell you there's...
1: this uh, loads of my therapy work, personal therapy work, was about uh, what you're describing. in the word uh, the therapy world would use for it is rescuing. Mm you know, where um, feeling that you always have to be of service, getting validated through being of service, you know, but there's a darker side to that because when people aren't grateful enough, rescuers get mad, Mm. you know, it's a real thing. And so I've thought long and hard about this (laughs) and it's something I work on constantly, but guess what? I was drawn into the helping industries. First of all, as a hairdresser and then as a therapist uh, and you know, I think a lot of us are naturally overgivers. Like the story you told earlier, where you did the free blow dry with the tent—that's overgiving, isn't it? We just overgive, and then when we take it away, people are like, "Why are you taking that away?" And you were like, "Yeah, but it was free, and we didn't tell them." They didn't oh, even whatever. know it was free. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know. People don't know they've been getting discounts for years. You right. know, <laughs> right? Loads <laughs> of my clients have discounts for twenty years and didn't realize. Um, but that's what we do. We're overgivers. Uh, I'm completely losing my thread now. But um, personally, what I work on constantly and I've done massive work on in my personal therapy was rescuing uh, and realizing that people want to be around me even when I'm not doing something for them. And I didn't feel like that for a long time.
0: How did you do that? How did you kind of overcome that feeling?
1: Oh, it was really hard. (laughs) it was really hard and really slowly but I started realizing I didn't after after offer to help all the time Mm. and that I might just I just tried not doing to see what happened I also realized that I was someone who would force help on people a lot Mm. you know and true rescuing I'll do that for you I can do that make yourself indispensable and then feel really pissed off about it when people don't want your help anymore because you don't know who you are in that relationship if you don't help I don't know how to be, <laughs> you know, it's a bit like, I don't know how to be with you if I'm not helping you. And people will outgrow that dynamic with you. Yeah. They get tired of being the, the looked after. Yes. Yeah. You know I mean? Like So there's helping is it's a really funny thing and it's beautiful, but it's self-serving as well. Like, you know, make no mistake about it. We feel better when we do good things. Um, but some of us, are getting a lot of our strokes in the world and a lot of our validation by always doing that. And we literally don't know how to connect with people without doing that.
0: Well, and we weren't asked to help that, that I think that's the key. Yes. So that, that is something that, um, I, I, my mom, I struggle with my mom. She always wants to help. And I don't want her to help because it makes me feel like a little kid. And I'm yeah. not a little kid and I make yeah. good decisions and I didn't yeah. ask for your help. I just want you to listen.
1: Yeah. And put that on your yeah. friends. You yeah. Know, like, yeah. Let's say you're like helping them with whatever it is you're good at, like money stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you do help them, but then this becomes a big thing that you want to do. And they're like, no, I've got it. I want I'm I want to grow up now. I want to do it without you. And you just keep wanting to do it. Yep. Because you don't know how to connect with them, right? Because you're like, I help people. This is what I do. Do you see how it just gets awkward, doesn't it? And I think a lot of relationships in the world break down because people outgrow that dynamic. And what happens is one people, one person, the rescuer ends up feeling resentful uh, because the one who was getting helped had to leave because they didn't know yeah. how else to change the dynamic. Mm-hmm. I see it in hairdressing so often, funnily enough. I'll bring it back to hairdressing so often salon owners say this to me I've got this stylist they're the busiest stylist they earn the most money um they've been with with me since they were a Saturday girl they caused me the most trouble mm. and I'm like yeah you you guys are gonna struggle to outgrow that dynamic like if you don't figure out a way to let them grow up and right. they don't figure out a way to stop just rebelling against you It's done. Like they need to leave. Yeah. Guys, if you can't change that dynamic, you're both gonna have to leave it to grow as people.
0: Yeah. It's interesting. When I was um like early 20s, I remember two of my friends, because I'm very much like my mom too. Like it's natural for me. Like if you tell me something, I want to help you fix it, whether you ask me to or not. Yeah. And they set me down one time and told me basically, like they don't ask, like you always give your opinion when. They didn't really ask in a very nice way. I'm still friends with, with them. Um, (laughs) But I think about this often, you know, and even now I find, even with money, I find it really interesting because I don't give my money advice unless somebody pays me. That's what I always say right now, because, because first of all, it's too sensitive of a topic Mm -hmm. to just throw it out there. Um, But I try and do that in general. Like it comes down to the, like listening to listen and not listen to respond Mm -hmm. and it's difficult it is very yes it is it is a very very hard thing to do like Mm -hmm. just having someone talk to you and you just going thank you for sharing and that's it and not going oh that 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 one time that i did that this is what i did yeah, it's hard. What you
1: want to do is this. Yes.
0: <laughs> right. Well, when that happened to me, this is what I did. It worked. You should try. It. I'd
1: be thinking about this. Yeah, but it's
0: still something. I mean, it's still something I struggle with because it's you. You do, and you, and I. I really try to listen. Um, Elizabeth taught me like when you're listening to someone, literally think of specific words they're saying, um, which has helped me a ton. Because if not, I'm thinking about what how I'm going to respond, mm. and I'm not really listening
1: so hard it's hard I learned as a therapist to not talk over people Mm -hmm. Um, and so I'm pretty good at it these days uh, but I wasn't I notice when people talk over me now Mm -hmm. makes me quite angry and I notice that in some places I don't speak anymore because there's no space and unless I talk over people I'm not going to get a word in and I really don't love doing that and so in certain circles I don't speak anymore. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yes. It's so true. I have friends that will try and finish your sentence before you even are done because they're already judging what you're saying or, you know, and actually I don't see them very often because it's hard to have conversations with them, yeah. you know? And um, cause it's like, they already know everything before I've even yeah. finished a sentence.
1: Okay. You outgrew that. And I think the thing is, I was just thinking to myself that just before we started recording, me and you were both giving each other advice. But I feel that we met in a, a, a space that was about helping each other along. Yes. And so I think, oh, I do speak to you in that way.
0: But, I but that's like, different.
1: I feel like we had an agreement that that was OK. We met yes. in the coaching world. And I have women I talk to every day and we constantly give each other advice because it's a bit like we made a deal that that's what we're there for. Right. But I have to be careful with my friends and my mom and stuff. Yes. Because we don't have that deal. Yes.
0: So it's kind of the context of, and this could go for clients that are your friends. It could be the context of what your relationship is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't really want to be a counselor and a hairdresser at the same time. It's too mm. hard. Hairdressing yeah. is a really difficult job. It takes a lot of brain space and counseling is a hard job. And I don't really, I didn't enjoy doing a version of the two of them.
0: Right. Where well, I'm opposite on that. Cause like with, cause you know, I want to do this life coaching thing. And I'm like, oh my God, this is going to enhance behind the chair too. <laughs> like,
1: I tell you what, it will, but I really would, I wait to have another conversation with you in, in yeah. how that comes out for you.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because you Well, but also think-
0: I'm only behind the chair one day a week. Yeah. Which makes a difference because I am not exhausted by the end of my day. I'm not, I'm not energetically drained anymore at all. As a matter of fact, I'm more energized from it now Because I know that I'm not going to have to do it again for seven days.
1: I also think that you have found ways to have deep conversations and have that need met. Like your podcast is one place that you do that. You seek out people to have, you know, what we call proper conversations with. You've found ways to get that need met, Mm -hmm. and so maybe you don't need to do it with your clients so much. You know, I realized, and I say this often to freelancers. If you want to go deep with your clients, you're missing it in your life. Then, like, go find people in your life to go deep with, and your work will get easier.
0: I love that. You yeah. write that
1: down, Misty.
0: I, that that's gonna that's the clip. I I literally wrote down the time. Yep, that's gonna be the clip. Yeah. (laughs) It's so, it's so, so true. So we only have like 15 minutes left because I wanted to get into another topic, but I feel like I'm just going to have you reschedule and we're going to talk about it on a whole nother thing. Cause I I feel like
1: a minute ago, I thought I see we have another episode coming. Oh,
0: for sure. Well, you (laughs) know, I love talking with you anyway. We're like way, way, way overdue. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean at the end, uh, I, Oh, I wanted to say one more thing. So when you were talking about rescuing, Mm -hmm. So another thing that has helped me personally is letting go of expectations. And so I have spent my entire life disappointing myself, my entire life in so many, I mean, in so many different subjects of my life, because I had expectations of the outcome of whatever it is. I mean, even down to, I'll never forget on Mother's Day one year, we bought um, tickets to go down to the oceanfront for the monster trucks for my son because he loved yeah. monster trucks. That kid cried the whole time. And I, was pissed. <laughs> I was pissed. I was, pissed. I was yeah. pissed because my three-year-old was scared of the monster trucks that I thought he loved.
1: This is meant to be perfect. Yes, yeah.
0: exactly. And mm-hmm. 2020, I think helped me so much with letting go of of expectation because I no longer disappoint myself. I no longer go into things with, yeah. with the idea of how it's going to be. Yeah, And that includes hard conversations with clients, you know, like, yes. so I don't go into it like, um, okay, I'm going to, you know, communicate this thing that I need, and this is how they're going to react. You know, I don't even have an idea. I don't know how they're going to react. I'll figure it
1: out like Uh, yeah I I word this I word the same thing in a different way I call this uh, I've stopped trying to control the ending Mm, yes Uh, and it's the same thing you know I think more or less but yeah yeah, I started working on I'm just and it's a bit like when we talked about the people pleaser you put your boundaries in I'm going to put the boundaries in and I'm not going to try and control how all my clients feel about it right I'm just going to put them in and so I've done that thing of you know, it's like you, I'm going to plan a nice day and it'll be what, you know, it people might cry and it might rain, but I'm going to plan a nice day. And then I'm just going to, because when we over control things as well, we really ruin the fun. Don't we? It's too
0: much anxiety <laughs> Ooh, and it's not joy fun out for that us.
1: situation,
0: Yes. And I will find when, when I am in a situation that's not going the way that I planned, I'm kind of a miserable person to be around because I will complain about it the whole time why everyone else around me is having a good time
1: yeah because you know oh I meant to buy these plates
0: oh I should have done this oh and they didn't care they didn't know what my expectation was they didn't know you know so it's like
1: don't let the fun just happen that it's like lack of spontaneity isn't it trying to control the outcome and the fun's in the letting it Letting it go. Yes,
0: yeah. <laughs> so I think that that kind of rolls into it a little bit too. It's just kind of, yeah. you know, letting go of the expectation of how it should be. Um, and just to kind of end on back to the to the subject, like I would, I'm not sure her exact situation on why she's asking this question. Like we don't have the full context, um, but I would try to not chat as much as friends and see, not, I don't want to say that. Um, if that's what it is, if it's more of the conversation and going deeper or things like that, like try to just let them talk, ask them questions and see how that rolls.
1: Mm. See how Read that goes. Read the question again for them. Read her questions. Have you got the question in front of you? It is.
0: Let me pull it up real quick. Yep. Um, Making friends with clients. It's such a slippery slope and there are many I have, but I just don't ever cross the line in fear of be- being taken advantage of. So it sounds like it's clients that sh- not friends turn clients. It sounds yeah. like clients
1: turn clients friends. Turn friends. <clears throat> yeah.
0: So I would say in that sense, the being worried about being taken advantage of is communicating your boundaries always from the yeah, beginning. Yeah,
1: I think Lapita is in a great place to set herself up to win yes. because this isn't like... I've got friends, I'm doing the hair and they're taking advantage of me. It's like, I really like some of my clients. Mm -hmm. They're asking me out for drinks, I'm unsure. And I'd just be having that conversation of, or, you know, you could test, you, you like go for drinks, Charge them the same next time. (laughs) Don't squeeze that, you know, just carry on as normal, but hold them boundaries and don't feel that things need to change.
0: Yes. And I would even add if you're hesitant to go have drinks with them, why? Yeah. Do you really want to be friends with them? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I know for me, if I want to go have drinks with somebody, it's not a question. Let's go. Let's go right now, right after work.
1: (laughs) I think off the top of my head, I've got three people now this is just off the top of my head if anyone's listening they're like what about me I won't name them because they'll they'll know but at the top of my head I can think of three women that I still uh meet for drinks catch up that I did their hair yeah and I don't do their hair any money obviously like our friendship it did survive that like we yeah. miss talking to each other mm-hmm. and one of them I had for 20 years um and the other two, I probably had them for a good 10.
0: Yeah. And honestly, the people that are meant to be your friend aren't going to take advantage
1: of you. Exactly. That. Like they would make big efforts to not, like they made a big, how, how I can be with people. I make a big effort not to overset the boundaries of someone's business when that's, you know, like when someone's doing something for me, I kind of will run in the other direction. Yeah. How <laughs> could I make sure I don't offend you? Uh, they were very like, just very respectful Mm -hmm. yeah and they don't talk to me about their hair now right that's the last thing I want to talk about I'm not having a drink truly not I don't want to hear about it Um, (laughs) yeah you know they I, I recommended them on they go to those people and we just talk about stuff
0: yeah yeah so so yeah I set your boundaries communicate correctly if it doesn't feel right, don't go have a drink with them. If you have yeah. to question it,
1: and if they're taking a- slow,
0: well, and if they're taking advantage of you already, or you feel like they're trying to, then you definitely don't want to be their friends. Cause they're going to take advantage of you in a friendship as well, For you know? Sure. So, but if there's people that you truly genuinely like and, and, and they truly support you and they, uh, they respect your boundaries and they respect your prices and your time and, and you want to have a drink with them. I think it's great.
1: I do. I just think like, do it like dating, go slowly, you know, yeah. see how it goes. Don't get so far in that. It's difficult to pull it back. Right. You know, be a bit like, we'll have a quick cocktail after I've done your hair. Don't see how that pans out. Yeah. You and know? if they're
0: drama, like if they come in and they're Run. telling you all the drama, just don't <laughs> just keep them clients.
1: <laughs> Run. Yeah. Yes. I think, you know, Lapita really needs to listen to her gut for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This was yeah.
0: great. Um, if for anyone listening, I loved this. I love when somebody gives me a topic idea because I mean, I know Haley and I literally made this, this appointment with no idea, no topic <laughs> idea. We were just going to roll with it. So if you're listening and you have something that you would love for me to go into with any guest or just myself or with Haley, let me know. Um, cause this is fun and I feel like we're, I feel like we're really serving the audience and I like it.
1: (laughs) I love conversations like this. I think it's so funny, isn't it? We start with that thing and look where it goes. Well, right. really think about every inch of that question and (laughs) all the different facets of that. And I think
0: that it's helpful in other aspects of life, not just behind the chair.
1: Mm -hmm. Plus we're having a lovely time.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, I could talk to you forever. Um, (laughs) I'm going to wrap it up because again, I could talk to you forever. I'm also going to send you the link to book your next one.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I'll
0: do that. Haley, thank you so much for new listeners that have not heard your other episodes, which I believe there's two or three other ones. Two
1: or three. I can't remember.
0: Um, which you can go back and look for. And I highly recommend you listening to where can people find you?
1: I live on Instagram. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The Resilient Hairdresser on Instagram. That's where I mainly live. Yeah. So start there.
0: Perfect. Haley, thank you so much.
1: It's a pleasure.
0: (laughs) Once again, thank you so much for listening to Backroom Beauty Talks. If you like what you hear, screenshot this episode, post it on the gram, tag me at Misty Jane or tag the podcast at Backroom Beauty Talks. And I will talk with you on the next one.